Shalom, and welcome to Parasha Highlights and Insights. This is Rabbi Avraham Fisher. This week's parasha is Chaye Sarah, the life of Sarah. Uh, the parasha has four uh, topics, uh, the first of, of which has to do with the death and the burial of Sarah. We're told that Sarah Imenu, our matriarch, the first of our matriarchs, Sarah, uh, dies at the age of 127, and Avraham comes to bewail her, uh, and then he begins negotiations to obtain a burial place. Uh, he wants to buy it from the uh, from the Hittites, uh, the Chitim, the Bnei Chait. And this is going to be a burial place, not just for Sarah, but actually for the entire family. And this is very significant because Abraham is preparing to make the first formal purchase of a piece of land in what would eventually be the land of Israel. So Abraham uh, makes this request uh, from the children of Chet. It's a kind of a landowner's association. Uh, and he makes it formally in their presence. And he says that this, uh, the request should be made to the current owner of the land, uh, one Ephron Hachiti. Uh, and Avram says that he wishes to buy the cave, uh, on the, te- uh, that belongs to Ephron. It's known as the cave of Machpelah. At first, Ephron offers the cave of Machpelah to Avraham as a gift. And Avraham insists on paying the full price. And, and uh, through the back-and-forth negotiations, it's very clear uh, how much uh, Ephron wants for this uh, piece of property. Uh, and uh, it's, not, it's not a small amount. Uh, he wants uh, 400 uh, pieces of, uh, of silver, 400 coins, and that's uh, really quite a bit. Um, but uh, Avraham weighs out this uh, this money and pays it uh, in full to Ephron, and um, then, of course, Sarah is buried, and this land becomes, this piece of land, the, uh, the cave, also the field around it, becomes the property of Avraham and his family. That was the first topic of the parasha. The second topic, which is the longest part of the parasha, uh, is uh, trying to find a wife for Yitzchak. Yitzchak is, uh, at this point, still unmarried, and uh, it's, uh, it's time that uh, a wife is found for him. And so, uh, although Abraham is uh, is wealthy in his advanced age, um, he is un- so far he has not uh, found a wife for Yitzchak. So, he uh, calls in his chief servant, according to the Midrash, this is Eliezer, whom we know from before, and he makes him take an oath. He says, under no circumstances will my son marry a Canaanite, uh, the local uh, people are, uh, are idolaters. Uh, instead, go back to my family. Remember, Avraham has uh, had a brother named Nahor who lived in uh, uh, elsewhere, lived in the 
the city of Haran, uh, go back to my family and find a wife from among those people there, and under no circumstances is my son to leave the land, even, even if you find a suitable uh, wife, but she doesn't want to leave, you do not bring Yitzhak there. And so uh, the servant uh, takes ten camels laden with the wealth of Abraham and goes to the city of Abraham's brother Nahor, seems to be the city of Haran, and makes the journey and uh, finds himself at the well and he uh, says a prayer and he asks for a sign. He prays for success from Hashem and the sign that he uh, concocts is that he's going to ask uh, one of the girls uh, who is coming out to draw water. This is a standard thing before it gets completely dark. Uh, the girls of every family go to the well, draw water for the use of the family for the rest of the evening and for the next morning. Uh, and he's going to ask uh, a girl uh, for water, uh, and if she agrees to give him water, but also will, of her own volition, offer to bring water for the camels, that is the woman who is, will be the wife for Yitzchak. And no sooner does he finish saying this, that the sign is fulfilled and the servant is amazed. Who is the person? Uh, it is uh, Rivka. Um, uh, he, he asks for water and, uh, and uh, she offers to give him water and, uh, and furthermore to, uh, to offer the, uh, to water the camels, which is a major undertaking because uh, Filling the trough with water for ten camels who've been traveling for a long time. It's a lot of water involved. She has to go down to the well multiple times in order to, uh, in order to do this. So the servant is really amazed and he asks, whose daughter are you? Uh, and he finds out that she is from Abraham's, uh, family. She is the daughter of Betuel, uh, who is the son of Nahor. Uh, and so the servant gives her a gift. And the servant blesses Hashem and thanks Hashem for uh, making this happen uh, and happen so so well. Uh, when uh, when the servant is invited back to uh, Rivka's house, Rivka's brother Lavan invites invites the servant uh, in, and uh, uh, of course they they offer to give him food, but he says, "I must speak." Uh, before I eat, and he retells everything that had happened. Uh, and the Torah records the, all of the details of what had happened. Uh, he says who he is. Uh, he is the servant of Avraham. Avraham has a son, Yitzchak. Uh, Yitzchak is not married. He made me swear, etc., etc. And uh, when he tells what happened, how Rivka uh, fulfilled the, the sign by giving him water and offering to, and actually watering the camels. Um, the conclusion is this all comes from Hashem and everybody blesses Hashem and there's an exchange of gifts and they have a feast uh, and it would seem that the family of Rivka is completely agreeable to uh, Rivka going back to marry Yitzchak. But the next day they begin to uh, dither. They say, well, let's wait a little bit, give her some more time. Uh, and the servant will have none of it. He says, either this is uh, right or I'm going to 
uh, continue on my journey to find a, a different wife. Uh, so they said, well, let's summon Rivka uh, in order to find out uh, whether uh, what she wants. After all, she can't. She will not be asked to marry somebody uh, without uh, without her consent, without agreeing. And they asked, um, and she says she will go. And so they give her a blessing. Her family gives her a blessing, and then they uh, Rivka uh, journeys back with the servant all the way to Canaan. And this section concludes with uh, Yitzchak marrying Rivka, uh, loving Rivka, and uh, finding consolation after the loss of his mother. Uh, the third s- section of the parasha uh, could be entitled The Last Days of Avraham. Uh, we are told that uh, Avraham uh, marries a woman named Keturah and has a number of children with them, with her. Uh, he, however, gives his entire estate to Yitzchak. He's given some gifts to uh, Keturah, uh, to the children of the, uh, of the concubines, uh, the children of Keturah, the children of, of Hagar, uh, and then sends them all off to the land of the, of the east so he can focus entirely on Yitzchak. And then we are told that Avraham lives out the rest of his life and dies at the age of 175, and Yitzchak and Yishmael come together to bury him in the cave of Machpelah, uh, presumably right next to Sarah, and Hashem blesses Yitzchak uh, after the death of, of Avraham. And then the final part of the parasha uh, talks about the last days of Yishmael, lists the descendants of Yishmael, tells us that Yishmael dies at the age of 137, and says that they uh, that they uh, settled, uh, all of the descendants settled in their various settlements. And that brings us to the end of the parasha. Uh, we said that when uh, uh, Rivka is brought back, so Yitzchak marries her. So the Pasuk said, Yitzchak uh, brought her, brought Rivka, to the tent of his mother Sarah. And he took Rivka, in other words, he married her. And she became his wife. And he loved her. And Yitzchak was comforted consoled after his mother. In other words, he found comfort, consolation uh, after the death of his mother. Rashi um, points out that uh, in many ways, Rivka is a continuation of uh, of Sarah. Uh, he brings her to the tent of his mother Sarah, says Rashi. Uh, he brings her to the tent and she becomes exactly like Sarah. In what way? So Rashi uh, talks about certain aspects of the blessing that Sarah brought into uh, her tent. Uh, as long as Sarah was alive, uh, there was a, a, a light burning from uh, Friday night till Friday night. Constantly there was a light burning uh, that made it possible for people to feel comfortable, possibly for guests, uh, certainly for learning. And also there was blessing 
that was found in the the dough uh, that she that she baked uh, for the, the bread that she baked, and there was a divine cloud that was uh, tied uh, at all times to the top of the tent. So these are uh, evidence of the blessing that Sarah brought. However, when Sarah died, all of these blessings stopped. And when Rivka comes uh, to uh, to marry Yitzchak and to live there, then they resume, they reappear. And in this way, in a very uh, real way, Rivka uh, is seen to be a continuation, if it, as it were, uh, of, uh, of Sarah. Of course, Rivka is more than just a continuation or a copy of Sarah. She's going to have her own unique uh, contribution, but she begins as a continuation of what what uh, Sarah had accomplished. And then Rivka, together with Yitzchak, will build on that. But more on that in next week's parasha. I thank you very much for joining me for uh, this exploration of Parashat Chaye Sarah. This has been Rabbi Avraham Fisher for Parasha Highlights and Insights saying Shalom.